think people my don't radar. realize how much Laird really loves surfing. <laughs> like it's not a, it's not a, yeah, it's for real. Like yeah, I mean the truth is you might not know what I'm doing right for the last 20 years oh, if, I it, know. if it so wasn't for her. Well, and, oh that. Well, no, no, in but, a way, I'm just saying so that is a, a lot that of, is a point of contention. Sometimes yeah, yeah. I'm like, can we? Yep. Can I send someone to fill out? And he's just like, Arr. Yeah. Well, because I, I was saying, you know, if a tree falls in the forest and no one sees it, does it actually fall? And I'm like, yes, it does fall. Yeah. No one needs to see it. It falls. Mm -hmm. It's like if I'm uh, if I'm riding waves that no one sees and there's no pictures of those waves, am I riding waves? Absolutely, I'm riding them. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, welcome to Be Rad the Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Bradley, and with me I have Gabby Reese, professional athlete, model, entrepreneur, really just does it all. I don't know how she does it. And then Laird Hamilton, probably the most influential waterman um, of our generation. I, you know, both Carson and I grew up, you know, I, I can't remember not knowing your name. So thank you guys so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having us here on in Kauai. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, this is a, a perfect um, day for us. So, you know, I just listed off all, you know, who you guys are to me. Um, and I'm wondering how you guys see yourself and see yourself in the community as public figures and how that's evolved over time. Do you want to go first? <laughs> I want to be polite to you. <laughs> I, I, I would love it if you went first. You know, I, I think as you get older, you realize that you don't know really um, what you represent to people. Because you might represent something for one person and something else for another person. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of like this idea of only other people could tell you what you mean. And, and so for me, I think it's just I'm trying to be consistent. Yeah. Like if you looked at me 25 or 30 years ago, that there'd be shreds of like, oh, she seems to have been pretty consistent and maybe um, expanded so that yeah. I'm not doing the same things, but doing new things, but still kind of in the area that it, it you'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know exactly. Maybe it's somebody who's dedicated a decent amount of energy to being to being well or to movement and trying to eat yeah. well and, and learn things. And, um, and that's where you've been consistent. I think so. Yeah. I think I've been pretty consistent and I think I've been pretty consistent. Um, and then I'll let you go, uh, in just sort of, I don't want to say I don't, t I take myself very serious in a certain way. And then in another way, I don't really take it so serious. Like as far as the public aspect. Yeah. Um, because I, I just think I understood that a long time ago that you could really get in trouble yeah. if you did that. And, um, and being with Laird for 27 years, uh, Laird is a very good grounding element in your life where if you started to lose the plot at all, Laird is, is so grounded in what's really important that mm -hmm. that's been a really helpful kind of just yeah. reminder. Made it easier to be consistent. Um, Definitely easier to be consistent. Yeah. Where have you expanded? Well, I mean, when I, in 1988, I was, you know, I was playing college volleyball and modeling, and then, you know, you're playing professional sports, then you're in a relationship, and then you're doing other things in your job, you're doing TV, you have new skills, you're, I, was, I was writing, then you become a wife, then you have children, so your roles start expanding, then you become a business owner, 
So I think you just expand into all of these different roles like people do in their lives. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're all a lot of things yeah. in this life. We're not just, you know, one or two things. Yeah. Laird? Where do I start? I agree with uh, everything that, that yeah. Gabby said. And, you know, I think, I, I think uh, if you're just trying to do the best you can in all of the, all the things, all those roles that you're doing, I think that that's probably the most important, uh, I mean, that's the most difficult thing. You're not thinking, I'm not thinking about what people are thinking outside of, of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to, you know, be a good husband, be a good partner, be a good dad, be a good athlete, train hard, eat well. I mean, you know, when yeah. you go through the list, what people perceive of you is so far down that, for me at least, I'm not even, I don't even let that even go into mm -hmm. what what's going on. And if somebody said, oh, well, you know, you're so-and-so or I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm that guy. If you think I'm that guy, but what is, you know, what is that guy to you? I mean, that's, I'm, I'm probably not what they think, you know, they perceive me, but <laughs> it's really about that for me. I feel it's more about just trying to be focused on doing what you need to do to get through, you know, what's the yeah. next idea? What's the next thing? How, where are the, my daughter's at? Where is Gabby at? Like, where's, you know, that's, there's a lot. Yeah, well, I want to interject and say that I think Laird, because I've observed it very closely, mm -hmm. you know, in a close proximity, when Laird says he's not really impacted by the outside, it's true. I'm more, I definitely could be impacted to try to soften landings and blows and try mm -hmm. to be a little more, you know, diplomatic or politically correct. Laird is really in pursuit of his passion. I, I mean, I can always, I can sum it up by saying that, you know, You've said to me many times, I have a lot of waves still more that I want to ride. And so that's what Laird's in pursuit of, yeah. you know, this adventure and his family. I think when you sort of put those two things, um, and if the outside world likes foiling or didn't like towing or thinks stand-up paddle's weird or whatever it is, I, I can, have seen close up that Laird is not, doesn't really, that doesn't really concern Laird. Yeah. Well, I, I think that you, you're going to be less concerned about outside influences if you're doing everything in a way that that if you are doing the best you can at each thing if you don't have any kind of guilt or any kind of associated with it like mm -hmm. if i'm if i'm doing the best i can do you know I, I always love the concept being above reproach i mean no one is above reproach but if you're doing the best you can do at a at, in, in a certain way i i don't anything that's coming negative towards you is is probably not justified and so why would you actually give it the energy and that that almost gives it power instead of just being like okay because you're always going to have peripheral noise there's always going to be noise from the side and you can you know if you can choose to focus on it or you can just shift, choose to block it out and be like because yeah. that's going to be a distraction yes. taken away from and it and it seems like as you're growing and becoming more things and doing more things, that's, that, uh, that's hard enough. Yeah. That is, that is hard enough. And you don't have an, uh, as much energy, uh, as there, as it takes to actually do that. Mm -hmm. So I think you're always behind. You're always struggling to, to, to just continue to expand and, to, and do everything in that expansion to, to a high level yeah. as you can. 
and do you think that's inherent or learned? Because you have been someone who's been looked up to pretty much your whole life. You know, you, I read that you were a model first, you know, and that's comes with its own bag of scrutiny. And yeah. then um, as a, a long career as a professional surfer and um, athlete is that, you know, I, I imagine it, it had to be a learned practice not to pay attention to those outside influences. Or... I mean, I think it's, well, I think you get trained. I think Gabby will have a different opinion. I think it's a learned <laughs> practice. I think you get, tra- like, I think I got trained a little bit, mm-hmm. like trained to do it. I think part of the way I grew up, uh, because I was a little bit of an outcast, I think that I was used to that. I was already used to, to that resistance. And so if, if I did, if I went and modeled, I learned how to surf when I was a baby, right? So surfing, modeling was just a way to earn money to, so I could fund my surfing. It was like, hey, if I go do this job and they pay me to stand there, it wasn't because I thought I was like some special handsome guy that I'm going <laughs> to, and I, and, and, and I was going to, you know, that's going to take me somewhere. Yeah. I never went like, oh, I'm so handsome and I'm going to go <laughs> be handsome and make a bunch of money from it. No, it was just like, Really? You guys want to take my picture and give me money? Oh, great. Awesome. I'll go stand there in some clothes so I can go, you know, fund my surfing and I don't have to work construction or, you know, dig a yeah. ditch. So I'm like, I'm in. So I think it was that. I think also, like I said, the growing up where you're a little bit of an outcast consistently, I'm used to that. So I was already an outcast. So when I became an outcast, I was like, this is where I live. I'm good here. Yeah. This, is, this, this works. Yeah. You know, this is working for me. It's worked. That's so interesting that you see yourself now as an outcast still. Um, and maybe that's just socially because, you know, uh, you've got hundreds of thousands of little boys that want to be just like you, you know. Um, that's really interesting. But there's different but elements. Good. I, think. I think it's good to be that way. I think it, yeah. if I have young men aspiring to be, to aspiring at the things that I've done, like things that, that I've been able to do, if they're mm-hmm. aspiring to those things, I think that, that that's, I think that's great. And, and I think it's even more important that you need to be honest about what that is. Yeah. That that's not because I'm so wonderful. That's just because maybe I've followed some dreams and uh, accomplished some things that, that, they could see that that there's that yeah. possibility like oh you can do that like like and like that's a possibility i think that's uh, you know again let's be let's be realistic and honest i think that's a, the biggest part of it yeah and it? so when you say that realistic and honest are you talking about the work that it takes <laughs> to be where you're at in the lifestyle that's there's something that. i talk a lot about as a runner you know on the outside i've cultivated this career that's allowed me to do other things but no one sees that i'm waking up at five in the morning when i was a kindergarten teacher i was up running at four in the morning to to pursue this pro career um is that what you're the message that you're wanting to send well absolutely yeah there's no there's no i mean i think people people can can glamorize the things that they say, oh, I, you know, everybody wants the reward, but they don't want to do the work for the reward. Mm-hmm. And they don't see the work that's getting done for the reward, but it's about discipline. You know, that's what, like what, what Gabby says, the eating, the training, the, 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 you know, how important is it to you that you're going to go to sleep every single night early? Like, yeah. you're just going to be like, you're just going to be, and, and you know, boring. I know. <laughs> like this is boring. This is not. Uh, this is not. Uh, but I mean, you can perceive it to be something else. But there's a there's a there's a real uh, drudgery to that life if you're really if you're really 
serious like and, and it's not direct it, for you it's not because you don't see it any other way because there's no other way to get to where you want to go there's just no other route and it's like you can't hack your way into it you have to go do the do the do the process and part of the process is there's a drudgery to it you know it's like what do they say you know enjoy the suck i mean it's like you gotta enjoy it and yeah. then it doesn't and then the irony is that then it doesn't suck and then pretty soon you're able to actually enjoy it but the concept's pretty not fun when you look at it you're like that's not fun like don't people don't want that but they just want to show up and you know maybe do what you do but mm -hmm. it's the cost. I was just saying how boring my life is when I'm pursuing these big goals. That's why I chuckled because literally yesterday I wanted to go out surfing with Carson. I had a second run, had to go do it. And I'm like, I just, sometimes it's just boring, but it is, you know, the grind. And, um, that's the part of the everyday that people don't see. Um, how about you, Gabby? Do you think it seems more learned for you? The, being able to shut out those external voices. And you have a similar career. Uh, you, you know, you've been a model, a professional athlete, you know, entrepreneur, and there's a lot of people who have opinions, you know, and I've, from my perspective, both of you are perceived extremely positively for any two people, you know, but uh, how do you cope with that? And is that learned? Yeah, I mean, I think being female, you get conditioned to sort of be concerned with what everyone thinks and feels and wanting to make it all okay. And then you add being on a team sport. Laird is on, on a team sport in a way where it's mm -hmm. kind of like, will you come get me, yeah. drop me off? So it's a different <laughs> level of commitment. But I was really on a team, like a full <laughs> team. So it's like you don't really want to, you want to do your job, but you don't really want to be separated or singled out away from the team. And that part was always un pretty uncomfortable for me. Um, and then I, it's, it's really maybe just time and age and maturity um, and realizing you're never gonna please everybody. You're never gonna get people to understand where you're coming from or what your intentions are. And you, you have to answer to yourself and, mm -hmm. and you know, have those people around you that will tell you the truth. And if you, if you sort of clock them and, and they, they seem to be respecting the way you're doing it or handling it, um, and you do as well first. Um, that's usually a pretty good indication. Um, it's, yeah. And it's also been interesting because Laird did take an unconventional path even more so where it was like, okay, you're not gonna compete. I mean, to this day, the mainstream thinks Laird was, like, are you still competing? You know, and, I, and it's just so, so, and sometimes with surfing, like a lot of alternative sports, they sort of say, this is how you're supposed to do it. And if you go against that, it, they, people have very strong reactions to that. And so watching Lair just be like, okay, you know, like <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not a competitive shortboard, yeah. you know, surfer. Um, also, also was just a great example of like, no, you just have to follow what the voice is in inside yeah. because it's no matter what you do, someone's going to be like, oh, good. That's bad. That's great. That's not good. And so you just can't be looking for that to be the your reasons or your affirmation yeah. yeah when we rub off on each other like you know i mean in situations when i might be a little more not caring i come to her because actually i've known that i should probably ask her opinion like in this situation what do you think is this what i'm gonna do or this is what i will do if you know otherwise recommended and uh and she'll be like, and I think vice versa. I think I've also helped her 
care maybe just a little less yeah, about, you know, you, sure. you, you care about people you care about and that the people that really love you because their, their opinions and their critiques are probably more honest and something that you should really, you know, heed. But, but I think in general, I think we're, we're, we're good in that way. Like that's been very helpful because I can, I can be like, okay. And then she's like, oh, you know, I want to just, you know, hold on this one or, you know, sleep on it. And then I'll have a different a reaction than I might've, I might've been a little more nuclear. And then, but all at the same time, I, I always have to remind her, I gotta be like, okay, yeah. I go, don't give them, don't, don't, you know, don't take the bait and don't give them the power. Don't give yeah, them the, yeah. don't give them the power. That's true. <laughs> and we have, you know, listen, Laird, we have businesses with Laird's name on it. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a weird mix of like considering, consideration mm -hmm. of, like there's people who are have jobs and you you've ha asked people to invest in and so and you, you you know you grow up a little bit and mm -hmm. so you can't walk around being like hey you know <laughs> but within that it's like how do you still live your truth yeah so it's you're always calibrating that especially someone like Laird who I always say Laird is not capable of lying yeah. And so it's choosing what reaction is fine, but still always living in, in your truth. But it is, it becomes different when it's like, no, this might, this will affect other things. Yeah. Well, you have a responsibility as you, I, I think as you, yeah. especially when you, if you, like you said, if you have people that look up to you, you, you have to be on, you can't pretend like that's not happening too, because that's not a fair assessment of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So to say that you're completely, you know, unaware of the fact that, people could be looking up to you and listening to your words or watching your actions. That's not, that's not honest. So then once you say they are, then you have to be responsible for that. And then you got to be like, okay, if they're going to be, you know, if somebody's going to look up to you, then you might have to be responsible for that. I think that that's a responsibility. And yeah. I think p people aren't responsible enough. Well, as long enough. as it's genuine, though. Yeah. It reflects yeah, what you're yeah, really yeah, doing. Because yeah, yeah. that's how you are. Yeah, I of mean, course. You know. I was, that's one of my questions, actually. Specifically, that responsibility of so many people looking up to you and being so influential in all water sports. You know, you've done it all. And do you think about that responsibility often? And I think it's a really beautiful thing because you've done a great job and both of you and, but is that something that influences your day to day? No, no, mm -mm. no. I don't, I mean, if a I little can't. kid comes up to me, I'll be really polite and I'll go out of my way and I'll, I'll, I'll always do in the immediate reaction, but what's happening outside of, of that, yeah. of that thing. I, 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 I don't actually, I, I don't, I don't, that's not in my, that's not in my uh, I think people don't radar. realize how much Laird really loves surfing. <laughs> like it's not a, it's not a, yeah, it's for real. Like yeah. I mean, the truth is deep... you might not know what I'm doing right for the last 20 years. Oh, if it, I know. If it so wasn't for her. Well, I, oh, that, well. <laughs> no, no, in a way, I'm just but saying so that is a, a lot that of. That is a point of contention. Sometimes yeah, yeah. I'm like, can we, yep. can I send someone to fill out? And he's just like, Arr. Yeah. Well, because I, I was saying, you know, if a tree falls in the forest and no one sees it, does it actually fall? And I'm like, yes, it does fall. Yeah. No one needs to see it. It falls. Mm -hmm. It's like if I'm uh, if I'm riding waves that no one sees and there's no pictures of those waves, am I riding waves? Absolutely, I'm riding them. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And there's a part, you know, obviously in the earlier part of Laird's career where it was things were heavily documented because in a way it's like this, again, you're always calibrating, right? Like mm -hmm. reality, like people will make comments like, oh, you, you know, like you're selling this or that. It's like, yes, and bills need to get paid, right? So that, I think there's more of that. But now that part of that has been done, there's, I think Laird's reaction is like, yeah, I need to go and just go do that. And yeah. um, so I, I think it's, it's a non-wavering commitment. It is, it isn't like, oh, well, I, I did that for 30 years and that mm -hmm. was fun. And now, you know, I, I'm sort of like traveling and doing that. No, Laird wants to find waves, ride waves, pursue waves, beyond waves. And, yeah. and it is, I mean, it's well, really interesting it, the to wave, watch. Yeah, because the wave, there wasn't a means to an end. Mm -hmm. Right. My, my love for surfing or love for riding waves or love for being in the water wasn't a means to an end. It wasn't like, I'm going to do this and then that's going to happen. And then once that happens, then I'm like, okay, then I'm, that's the whole, that was the purpose. It wasn't, that wasn't the purpose. The purpose yeah. was always been that I loved it. And it was just a more, more of a way to figure out how to do more of what I love. Yeah. And <laughs> like, and be able to do more of what I love and have the, have the, you know, the opportunity and the freedom to do that. So when it started to happen, did you feel like your dreams were coming true or did you feel nonchalant about the notoriety and no, it the never was that uh, It wasn't ever that obvious. It never yeah. really, I mean, I had moments, things that happened that, that were like, hmm, like that was a piece of a dream or part of a, part of a goal. You know, you go, oh yeah, I've been, or, but stuff took, a, I, I, I mean, the truth is I, nothing's really ever come easy. It doesn't seem, I mean, in, the, in that sense, it <laughs> yeah. hasn't just, it wasn't just like, hey, I'm the new phenom and, yeah. you know, here I am at the what should, such and such and I'm 18 and I just, and now I'm the champion of the world. My stuff is, well, came later yeah. and it came surfing. late and surfing. By right. The way. It's like, it's yeah. still, no matter what, it's a niche. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting thing. It's like yeah. a, you know, very good and known in this very specific way that sometimes bleeds over into yeah. mainstream, but not always. And so it's a different amplification of notoriety. Well, it's mine not... came later. Like, so a lot of my stuff has been later and later. Like there's Mid been little bits along yeah. the way. And I think the, the culmination of the whole thing has just been, that's like, that's the thing that seems a bigger thing, but it's, those are, that's over, yeah. you know, that's over 30 for 40 years yeah. more, yeah. you know, that's like 30 or 40 years of work. And some yeah. people go, wow, look at that house. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, it took 40 years to build. Like, yeah. so that's the part I think that, that, and so it wasn't like any one, one piece along the way was this thing. It was just a combination of all the stuff, I think. Mm -hmm. Or you're retired at 35. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, right. It's like exactly. messy, you know, like football, like yeah. world cup. I mean, yeah. that's global. That's, yeah. you know, it's just different. So I think people, if you, you know, if you're into water sports, then you have maybe one idea, yeah. but I think yeah. if you, go up 30,000 feet and you kind of look at it all it's like you yeah. know it has a different and if what? you go up even higher yeah. and you realize all of it doesn't is so, just like <laughs> this big it's yes. <laughs> yeah well it's just like relentless humanity is, yeah it's a little on a little planet <laughs> yeah exactly and it's like the relentless pursuit of the process on this in this t small sport relatively yeah. that's grown a lot um and that seems to be the message, like just you don't care about outcome. And that, you know, that's been consistent over every successful person I've talked to is just the pursuit of the process is it. And you're just getting carrots every day without even thinking about it. Um, I'm curious about you, Gabby. You know, it's it's super clear Laird's draw to the ocean is he's 
it's magnetic, you know, um, it's like this gravitational pull and it seems like you've been sucked into this gravita gravitational pull in the best way. Um, and as someone who has a partner and we're working together and I'm a pro athlete and he has, Carson has a lot of passions. It, we were looking at your lives and realizing how it, it paralleled where we're at now. Um, and how do you make sure to advocate for your own passions when Laird's passion is so magnetic and strong and well-known? And what are those passions that you advocate for yourself? I think for me, as long as I have kind of my own personal real estate for work and creativity and expression, that isn't I'm being my girl's mother or mm -hmm. um, Laird's wife or even an ex-volleyball player or even just a, even a woman. Like it, it has like this space that's sort of neutral that it just allows me to to do that. I, I'm, I'm pretty good because for me, um, for whatever reason, it's been pretty clear and I, I don't get really that distracted about what's important. And besides taking care of myself and, and doing the best job that I can and working really hard and, and trying to be good at whatever I'm pursuing, like making that mm -hmm. a goal to continue to work on things. Um, my family is very, very important to me. So they're not my identity, mm -hmm. but making sure that uh, I'm showing up for them in a real way. And I have this other practice that is just for me. I'm, I'm usually pretty good. And I think, I'll, I don't know, maybe, 10, 10 years ago or so, I, I, I came to terms with also that I felt like, oh, part of what I'm doing is I am here to support Laird. And a lot of people get uncomfortable when, you know, it's like, well, it can't just be about you, the other person. It's not. But if you have somebody um, that is so heavily dedicated to something and it's so genuine and you can do, you can spend an hour or two a day and really help them and support them and amplify what they're trying to do and make that easier. Um, and it's positive. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. And, you know, I joke that I, I probably, people go, oh, you're intense like Laird in this. And I'm like, yeah, it's different, but I, I probably am. Um, except that um, maybe what I'm really good at is actually is, is like a, keeping things in a homeostasis, which hopefully doesn't mean nowhere. Yeah, it means trying to feel the tips and feeling like, OK, what's happening and and being able to look at a lot of things at one time and 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 sort of pull things together. But I really admire what Laird represents. And I also know what Laird has dedicated to that. So it's like it would be like someone saying, OK, if you show up, I'll, if I give two, Laird's still giving ten. <laughs> And every day he gives 10, you know, mm -hmm. or 100 if we're doing percents. And that's really hard to do. Yeah. And in certain ways, he does it more than I do. I'm a lot more like in my head and thinking and even with our girls. And so this is somebody who shows up every day, you know, with everything exposed. And so it's like, OK, I can. How can I help him? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I have my own things. And I think I have other skill sets that I'm I do. I'm OK at that I, I like to pursue communication and education and, but try to make that like accessible for people and not so, um, exclusive or complicated. Yeah. Um, that feels really important to me. 
Yeah. Was that your inspiration for the podcast, making some of those, your own podcast, making some of those, um, you know, your own passions, which is clearly wellness. Is that to make it more accessible to people who might not know? Is that um, the inspiration behind your podcast? Yeah, I think it's you have an interest, you should pursue it. If it keeps showing up and it's genuine and you don't lose, if you're, it's not like, oh, I did that for six months or a year. It's like if you're ready to lock and load and you could spend some years on it um, and put the effort into what it really takes to do it, then absolutely I follow those things. Because I think there are things that I'm better at than you. Um, in a different way, but it, it's always hard for me to get to that. It's a big list. Well, no, but it's been always hard for me to, you know, when you live with somebody who's supremely good, we don't meet that many people like that at something, whether they're really intelligent or their EQ's off the chart or just whatever it is, their business. Um, it's Instead of it be, I think it should be something that you are inspired by. And if you have the opportunity to support it um, and to, and for it to mobilize you, but you have to, you know, kind of keep pursuing in your own, in your own life. It's, it's really important. And I, and also I think for my daughters, it wasn't a conscious thing, but I think it's really important for my daughters to see that no matter who you're with, no matter how strong they are and defined they are, you better stand in your own two legs. Yeah. Um, otherwise you'll get swept away or eaten alive by their life. Yeah. And, um, that's not going to work out. So I think the other side of that is I always say I'll yield and su support to Laird, but I certainly um, know for myself that I am here just as myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, Gabby has always had a identity long before I met her and will have one long after I'm gone. So, and, and like I met her, she interviewed me. That's how we met. So her skill at, interviewing and then the podcast from in my opinion is all is, is a learning it's a learning ground it's <laughs> like a i mean she every single guest she reads all the material reads the books studies the people uh like you should if you're gonna do if you're really trying to learn and 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 so i have my respect for gabby and and her i mean again i think it, it ultimately it's like what you're doing okay okay you you know you're a champion athlete you're this and that but at the end when you strip all those titles away and you just look at what we're both doing we're both in pursuit of just trying to be better people right mm -hmm. and so she's in pursuit of trying to be a better person and in her case it's a woman and i'm in pursuit of trying to be a better man in my case because i'm a man mm -hmm. and, and we're in that pursuit we're in the pursuit of trying to be better people better better partners with one another and that's that seems to be the most challenging thing of any thing that you're going to do is just all of that, what it takes to do that. Like what is showing up to be the best person for yourself or for your partner? That'd be yes. Yeah. Well, both. Yeah. both. <laughs> you, you, know, you have to first you yourself. It's got to start yeah. at your house. It always has to start, start with, with you. you. Yeah. And I can't dictate to Laird how Laird should be yeah. in yeah. charge of that. Yeah. I've said that many times. Um, yeah. Not to mention that neither one of us take um, being told, like most people, what to do particularly well um so well, we we also are very aware of that we have our own responsibility to make ourselves happy, happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that she's got to do what she needs to do to make herself happy i can't I, there's no dance i can do to, to to make her happy and there's no dance she can do to make me happy mm -hmm. she's not gonna there's nothing that she's gonna ultimately i mean there's things that she can do that make me happy but 
my happiness is my responsibility and and she and and she's you know her happiness is her responsibility and that's what we work towards right you work towards doing what you need to do to make yourself happy and it's such a juggling act too (laughs) just to be of service to your family and your friends and your community Mm -hmm. and to be really selfish yeah it, it you it's like this constant mm. gear switch back and forth and if people give all of themselves even though it appears to be noble um and it has noble intention uh i think that in the end it's hard to sustain and usually you you're probably going to be maybe resentful mm. or something mm. coming out of it mm. so it's this thing of like i am intensely selfish and i am also completely of service to the those around me and and um yeah and doing both at the same time. Yeah, but you put on your own oxygen mask first. I think, oh, yeah, yeah it, goes, it goes beyond that. It's yeah. like, even with my kids, I mean, obviously they come first, but at the end I'm like, being your mom and living through you is not gonna make me happy and yeah. you have your own life. And so I'm here to try to help you and to guide you and love you and support you. But I have to be very clear that you know that that's a part of life yeah like mm-hmm. i i, I want to say you got to be a good example to yourself mm-hmm. what's that look like <laughs> for you guys showing up for yourself and still supporting each other and your family and being really honest about how you feel yeah it's easier for laird to do that laird is very direct it's sometimes uncomfortable and i don't always mean to me it's like sometimes he'll, like i know he's going to say something to somebody and i just go oh um, <laughs> but it's it's being loving and truthful for me if i can hit that sweet spot where i know i'm not angry or revved up but it's really i'm still in an of love and i'm not like judging this person like why are they doing that but i can be very direct and honest um that for me it really starts there that takes a for for me personally that's taken quite a long time it took being older yeah quite frankly i think that's i've watched laird say things to people that are so uncomfortable and he's not angry and he so could even give you a hug. And I was like, oh, that, how do you do that? Because that's also like, I have a theory, though. I think I have a theory about, in our case, why. I have a theory that in a certain way, you're a much nicer person than I am inside. Like, Laird is sort of the most loving, <laughs> nice person in our house, truly. Yeah. That's why he can say some of the most like radical stuff, because he's not checking, am I a good guy, am I nice? And inside there's parts of me and maybe is it fear-based so the reaction is like it's a little meaner and and i'm trying to be more diplomatic and cool (laughs) um that inside i'm like no you better check yourself because maybe inside i think i'm a little meaner than you are yeah i'm glad that you said i see it even in some of our children i won't give the names but i see some of our children one's a little more like me and one's a little more like laird and one's like you know and you just go oh yeah there's that trait so i i think it's also because maybe, I mean, it sounds silly, but, and it's a terrible word. I, I, you know, it's like, I got to get away from wanting to be a nice person and just trying to keep being a good person. Mm. Yeah. And as a girl, I have been caught up in trying to be, and, and it's surprising coming even for me, because I don't think that that one would assume that, but it's like, no, there's a difference. And I, I'd rather commit to to good. Uh, I was just going to ask if you feel like being conditioned as a woman had anything to do with that. Um, yeah and you want to you want to slip through and you want to you know try to have some grace and do that and it gets all muddled in with this trait of nice Mm -hmm. and i think you can be strong and honest and graceful and grateful and be good but you may not always be nice yeah 
Yeah, and honestly, the the nice thing to do in the end is to be honest, even if it's super uncomfortable at first. You know, that right. can be you know such a gift. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've taught that in our, our in our house because my daughter sometimes I'm like whoa <laughs> they are pretty direct. Wow, so that's like, amazing. Well, you had that good job. Yeah, good. I hope they do that with their peers too. Oh, Everyone I, around I, them will be I better. Yeah, they, they, they do that. <laughs> good. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, geez, I don't know if you're gonna have friends tomorrow, but okay. yeah. but good job. <laughs> it'll be hard now and better later. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of your daughters and they're in school in California right now and. Mm-hmm. Right now we're in Kauai where you grew up, Laird, and um, it's also home for you. I, again, see my life and Carson and I's life and yours where we have all of these passion projects and all the, this contract work and crazy things that we're doing. Um, we live in two places. We rent out the other one that we're not in. And, you know, it's chaos constantly. And it's sometimes really hard to find a sense of place. You know, we have homes in two places and, um, and lives and, it's sometimes hard to reel in. How do you deal with the chaotic lifestyle for so long and, and finding that sense of place? <laughs> I know, right? I just have the splash of all the times moving and moving stuff. And when kids are little, they always have a lot of stuff and they're moving. First of all, it's, it's recognizing one thing. The fact that you have the opportunity to live in two places, mm-hmm. to have this kind of chaos, chosen yeah. chaos, in pursuit of passion Amazing. is such a um, privileged problem yeah. or privileged you know, situation that when you start from that perspective, then you go, right, got it. I've chosen this. Yeah, it's a hassle and we're a little home and we might get into a thing. And did you move that? And it's like, oh, is this, Larry, you know, Larry will be like, where's this going in my garage? You know, it's like, whatever it is. Um, but it's really being clear. Mm-hmm. We're not working to try to keep the lights on. Yeah your head and, and, um, and all, and like everything in life, if you're going to pursue something that has more complexity to it, or, and you have the opportunity to do it, it will take more work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then wait till the chaos stops and you'll be like, it's Oh my morning, gosh, right? we need some chaos. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, Cause it's chaos lively. becomes the, becomes the norm. Yeah. That's then just you, the norm. Then you're like, then when it's normal, you're like, What's wrong? Something's wrong. Well, and it's not, it's not like the chaos of like, oh, your aunt's sick and then the dog dies and then there's a flood yeah, and your yeah. house gets wrecked. Yeah, yeah. This is like cool chaos. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, we got to move and we got to pack and we're going to a new place and we're checking out this new thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, so it's really being, uh, you know, s- still enough and smart enough to be like, let's ke- keep everything in their real buckets. Yeah. You know, who's better at time management? Or are you both pretty good? I think. That's one of the being on time. Is that part of it? <laughs> <laughs> all of it? Making sure everything's done. Oh, well, being on time. Making sure everything's well, done is a little yeah, different. Yeah. yeah, because maybe yeah. one person's more on time because yeah. one other person's getting making yeah, sure yeah. everything well, is done. And maybe some people just do like one person does four things in one hour, another person tries to do ten, which is actually going to take three hours, but they try to do that in one hour. That's true. <laughs> I'd say one of the things that bonds Laird and I is we're both in our different ways highly organized Mm. and um and 
It's I think we can think clearly with a lot of stuff happening. I mean, obviously, Laird can think very clearly when really radical stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't pretend to play in that playground, but I'm just saying, like, things happening and whatever. Well, I think the volume of details that she can deal with consistently is, I just, I was. You know, <laughs> well, you're just smart. I, you just won't. Well, I, I didn't say that. I just said, I, I not won't, just don't. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was just going to say it sounds it's, like he's been leaning into it, yeah. <laughs> so you but, handle it. Well, it's also, you know what it is? It's this. It's very simple. If you're in a partnership, what are you inherently better at? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll take that. I'm better yeah. at that. Oh, you're better at that? Great. You do that. Yeah. So I think that... Not in a partnership where one person doesn't do anything because no. the other person does everything. No. It's yeah. more about no. where are the strengths. Yes. It's like, it, you know, you'll find out a lot about one another if you try to ever build a home together if you build a house yeah. just a simple house you're going to find out like you build whatever just hope that you both don't care about color let's just go there <laughs> yeah. like let's just yeah. and i know she cares a lot more about colors than i do because i don't really care about it. i'm partially colorblind anyway so yeah. i'm like well it's just it's just stuff like that's an example we of have that i think that's when, part of what our you know yeah so many things yeah. variables go into why couples you know, can flow easier than others. And one of the variables is that more naturally, our strengths, our values are very similar. Mm. How we would like things to sort of arrive at being done is very similar. But then our our strengths and weaknesses are just different enough that it's, he's like, oh, I'll take that. I go, okay, I have this. And it's pretty evenly distributed. Be it, one might only be four times a year, but it's brutal. And mine might be like a small, like everyday kind of thing. Yeah. So it's it's just understanding like how that works and not to sort of, I think people always talk about fair and all of these things. It's like, well, life isn't fair, but um, if there's a fire, for example, I took, I'm going to take the kids and go into town and Laird's going to stay and, mm-hmm. you know, stay at the house and save the house. Yeah. And so maybe I'm choosing to keep the house dialed in and that's an everyday quest yeah but when it's time for Laird to do Laird's side and part Laird is and always has been right there yeah and so it's it's just kind of understanding like things like I don't want to deal with Laird's like I've got that you know it's like yeah whatever that is so I think that that is more of the answer than we're sort of one's better at you know time management or or something like that Mm -hmm. cool this is all really cool stuff um so Going back to sense of place, you know, I want to talk about Hawaii a little. And, you know, in my own career, I've chosen to be on the mainland to pursue that um, because that's where I have to do it. And now um, we're spending winters in Hawaii, so Carson can serve too. And that's a, the most amazing, biggest privilege ever. I carry sometimes a sense of guilt because um, in these tight knit communities in Hawaii, like you have to show up for your community you have to be there uh and Laird you grew up here too you I'm sure you know that and you see that and uh how do you cope with that and you know you guys have been going back and forth for a long time but as I start to um I'm I am trying to figure out how I give up give give to my community um when I'm gone for seven months out of the year pursuing my own passions and I you know recognizing that privilege that I you know that I I can do that has been important in that but it's also it's isolating you know everyone is working in the community and working hard and here i'm you know able to work on the mainland come to hawaii to 
for the winter training season and while Carson surfs, you know, it's, it's really cool, but you know, I do feel this sense of guilt there. Well, I think that's, why I do think you feel guilty? That's not healthy. That's not healthy. Yeah. No. That's, oh, cause it doesn't no. change anything, but no. why would you, what about that makes you feel guilty? Well, I think the communities here are, um, at least the communities that I've been a part of and are super, you know, my family, I grew up on Oahu, but it has deep roots in Waimea and um, it's, and maybe this goes back to what you guys were saying is not being so influenced by external uh, pressures is, um, it's not, it's looked down upon in these communities, especially as uh, people are moving to Hawaii and working from home and not, you know, contributing in the community and the workforce and taking up space essentially. But so. Yeah, I mean, I, I can just tell you my when when I hear you speak that way, I, I think one thing is is that, you know, you you are representing mm -hmm. Hawaii and the community, and when you're out there, you also are representing hope. You're mm -hmm. representing the possibilities, and 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 so in a way, that's a that's a that's a big thing because now a young person can look to you and know that there's a bigger opportunity if they want to they can go mm -hmm. and and come and then come back to their community and 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 integrate into your community and be part of the community but you have to you have to build that that's yeah. that's i mean i think that that's the i think that the value of that the value of that is going to be much greater than than you any job that you could just do in the community yeah for the we'll, sake of we'll doing pale. it. We'll pale. Yeah. We'll pale in, in, in comparison yeah. with that, what you, what you represent, what you're representing. You're representing this idea that you can come from this small place in this small village and go out and be something yeah. in the world. That's, I mean, for some people, they don't care about that, right? But for some people, they do because those are dreams. Those yeah. are hopes. And dreams and hopes are what there. magic is made of that's yeah. yeah and and you respect the culture you know when you live there when you're in hawaii you respect the culture yeah. you cherish the culture um wherever you go you have that culture with you which i think is so important because it's different when people come to hawaii and they don't respect that they're i always say i'm a welcome visitor i've lived in hawaii yeah. for 27 years as an older adult who was more um established i've had a lot of opportunity to give to my community here mm -hmm. in Kauai a lot. And um, so it's also trusting knowing your intention. Yeah. So at, you know, whatever, I was think 40, right? When I started and we're still working on things for the community. I started teaching a class three times a week for a dollar, right? Probably had 80 women and it was great for me. But my point is, is that I couldn't have done that in my 20s because I was putting all that energy into myself to get my own momentum. Mm -hmm. So as long as when you have that bandwidth, you take advantage yeah. of giving it back and paying it forward, I think that's all we can do. I, it would be like expecting an 18-year-old person to um, not really put all that energy into themselves because mm -hmm. that's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm to be your best self yeah. and then come back as strong and powerful and informed as you can be and give back the way that is organic to you. Yeah. Cause you could, then you can really be of service. Yeah. If you're in up. your essence, if you're in your right. Zenith, you're going to be, then you can be impactful to the, yeah. to the community. I mean, I just, 
for me, I don't know any other way than than to do to to do that, right? Yeah. That. But like Laird said, I because I grew up on an island as well. To see another person go out there and like do this weird thing and make it happen is really an important thing for other young people to see. Thanks. And yeah, thanks for saying that. I and I value everything that I've learned from growing up here. Um, and it's been really amazing taking that into trail running where often the mindset is to conquer. Um, and that's, you know, that's not Pono here, you know, and it, well, it's you're spreading the culture. You're out there doing the work of the community out in the world because the community is a bigger than just the community that you're from. You're you're representing you're a philosophy. You're representing a way of living. You're, I mean, and the world needs a view into two cultures like Hawaiian culture to be reminded of those things. Like when you meet a young person from Hawaii and they're 15 and they're talking about humility, that they like somebody. Oh yeah, because they're humble. You're not going to hear a kid, most likely in California, maybe, yeah. who's Probably 15, not. going, hey, I really like them because they're yeah. humble. So the world needs also that reminder about, that's what I love about Hawaii. It's like, okay, warrior and, you know, the aloha spirit. I'll give you everything. I'll mm -hmm. exchange with you. But I don't take that as a weakness. Yeah. So Because they have both more, mm -hmm. right, turned exactly. up. And I think I always say their success has so much to do really I hope I'm not speaking out of school with, um, you know, loving Hawaii, loving the culture, not really feeling accepted and then sort of saying loving the ocean and then being like, okay, well maybe if I'm as good at you, at your sport, your sport, um, and I go and I show that I'm brave, maybe then. And so it's like, I think it's really important to, to embody that. And then when you do take it out there, it is different. And people out there will be like, I wonder what she's got going on. And then maybe they have a chance to learn. Yeah. That's interesting. I I hear that's antidote. And I think that that's the only time that maybe external influence had an impact on you, Laird, is, you know, try, recognizing that you're an outsider in Hawaii as a Haole. And, um, forever. Forever, yeah. I feel that. <laughs> forever, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that that's a more truthful way to go through life. Yeah. I think if everybody walked around in life like they were outsiders and behaved like they were mm -hmm. outsiders, I think it would be a better world because it makes you more cautious, more polite, mm -hmm. more you just, and you, you know, and then also not so, uh, not so uh, influenced by, by your uh, critics yeah. too. You're less apt yeah, to right, fall victim it. to that because that's not... That's just undermining, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and you see that more now than ever. People are so critical about any movement. Oh, you said this, you did that, you ride this, you eat that. You, I mean, we're just crazy uh, critics. We just are so criticizing everybody. And I think if people were just a little more numb to criticism, it, it, it would be helpful. Mm -hmm. it, would, it, would, it, would be, it would be helpful. Well, yeah. that and busier, they wouldn't have time Though to criticize that, yeah. everybody. Yeah, busier, exactly. and then There's they'd be happier. That. Find something that you <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. and you just be like, oh, you're vegan, oh, you eat meat, okay, <laughs> yeah. oh, you, whatever, yeah. you know, it's like, who cares? Yeah. 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 I, I think we're a lot simpler than people think. You know, a tired dog's a happy dog. Yeah. I think a busy person's a happy person. I, I feel I feel every single second of every day, and I'm, I'm happier than I've ever been. Yeah. Um, I would love to talk more about your relationship to the ocean, Laird. Um, okay. And, you know, 
clearly it's spiritual for you and it, it's a way of creative expression. Is there anything that stands out to you or how has that evolved as you've gotten older as a waterman? You know, you started as a surfer, then you, you know, have been an innovator for water sports like paddleboarding and foiling. Um, how has that how has your relationship to the inf to the ocean influenced, you know, being innovative, being humble, you know, the risk taking, fear, injury? Well, I, you know, I didn't go to college. I went to, mm -hmm. I went to the ocean, uh, the school of the ocean. And uh, I mean, the patience that you learn um, from the ocean, the humility you learn just because you realize how insignificant you are. I mean, it, it's, you know, there's all those lessons, all the important lessons are there to be learned uh, if you just spend enough time in, in, the, mm -hmm. in, the, in the water and that, you know, you realize you're part of a bigger, you know, there's a, always going to be a, I don't know too many people that spend long periods of time in the ocean that aren't spiritual. I don't, I just don't know how that, how you could be in the ocean and not believe in something more, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I think that obviously the ocean has influenced my, most of my waking steps, you know, and, and where I go, what I, you know, my, even just all my, I'd say my discipline is driven towards that, you know, like towards the being ready, being prepared, being able to endure, um, all those things. I mean, I've been lost at sea and more than once. And, you know, I've had a lot of opportunities to die, you know, in the ocean, um, which always puts everything in perspective. So uh, I think as, as being a young kid, that, that a young child in this rugged sea, I think that's really the, what shaped, I think I was pretty shaped early. I think I was most of the the real the real influence happened as a young as a young uh you know part of my fearlessness came from being young and surviving mm -hmm. i think that that's because it because it because it influenced the way i was fearless i was fearless within with i seemed fearless i would say i was fearless within understanding mm -hmm. if i understood the situation then i then you could be you know, it wasn't reckless because yeah. reckless, you don't survive. And so you learn that quickly, like mm, that doesn't work. You know, panic, that doesn't work. You know, uh, there's certain things that don't, you better uh, understand what's going on. Then you can be what can be perceived as fearless. When I say fearless, it's like you, it's, you observe it as fearless, but it's actually very calculated. So I think, but my, but that thing was all, all of that stuff in, I mean, I'm kind of a result of, of the ocean, <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, the land stuff is, you know, kind of have to be here. <laughs> <laughs> kind of got to be on the land. <laughs> you know, I'm a land, I'm an air breather. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the you know, the, the it's I mean, all the gifts. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know Gabby if it wasn't for the ocean. I wouldn't have my children if it wasn't for the ocean. Chances are I probably wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for the ocean. So yeah, I kind of owe it. I owe it a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know. When you say fearless, is it 
do you truly not feel fear or is it when you are calculated you aren't scared and you know you can do it you know i i think fearless i when i say fearless i mean really scared yeah that's what i mean you are when scared. i say when i say fearless i mean really scared which means highly aware yeah highly aware highly highly understanding just you know everything is awake and 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 all, everything is on everything's mm-hmm. you know you just because the situation demands that it seems that that actually works in other situations of similarity um there's that documentary about about the uh, about alex that climbs he's free mm-hmm. climbs in yosemite and they said though they did a, they scanned his brain and they had a he wasn't scared uh in these situations that he should be and i had a theory that it was just because he was exposed to danger so often growing up mm-hmm. that the brain just recalibrated uh in a way that because it's exhausting on the system to be fearful mm-hmm. like to really yeah. think you're going to die is is really exhausting and so the body is will adapt after a while like well you didn't die that time you didn't die. pretty soon the body's going to just recalibrate yeah the danger because it just can't it's the taxing of it i think i i would say i probably experienced a similar thing that in my in mm-hmm. my growing up that i i experienced like a recalibration where after you survive one two three five twenty thirty a yeah. hundred a thousand situations the body goes okay well a thousand and one yeah this is i'm not going to be scared like i was mm-hmm. because you know you come out of it so you just change your yeah. Do you think that makes you more uh, calculated or less cautious? Mm, I would. I would say that. I would say that uh, it makes you more experienced. More experienced. Yeah. And I'd say that when you're more experienced, that you uh, you can see things sooner, mm-hmm. easier. So it's less reckless. It's yeah. more calculated. More but it. But it actually it's more calculated with less effort. Mm-hmm. So there seems like it, it seems like almost like a relaxed thing Yeah. because you'd look and you go, Oh, well, you know, you're not calculate. You're not, because it's not taking, it's like, it's like flow state when you're mm-hmm. in a certain position of experience, you don't, it doesn't take a, it, it, you're operating on another, 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 uh, level of understanding that doesn't take a lot of effort. You're not learning how to do something. When you're mm-hmm. learning how to do something, you got to look at everything. Like, okay, the thing, my feet, my hand, like, yeah. you have to every, everything. And when you get past that part and you get into a place where it's subconscious, then it's just, you know, when you have all those hours uh, uh, and years of looking at the ocean and the water and the understanding those things and being in those situations, I think that that just, that makes it, makes you more comfortable the 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 real thing is just not ever being complacent just mm-hmm. never dropping your guard and thinking that yeah. you know you don't you don't ever want to think you know yeah is but, there ever a time where you have been less humble in your approach and have learned a hard lesson every time every time <laughs> every so time keep... i was less humble i get spanked yeah you get i spanked. have a tendency to get that i have that that thing where i pay when i as soon as i as soon as I lift my chest, I, I, I just pay. And so I think that fortunately for me, that's been, um, I think one of my daughters has it too, Um, (laughs) but, but they just, it's instantaneous. It's like an instantaneous response. And fortunately, because then you don't misinterpret what it's for Mm -hmm. because you can, if it, if there's a delay, you might be like, well, that wasn't, 
that because bad. of that. Mm-hmm. No, that wasn't because of that. Yeah. That wasn't because of my, my, how I was acting. But if you just have it right when it happens, every time it happens, yeah. then you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that again. Okay. Don't do that. Yeah. So, and the ocean is so conductive that if you, whatever you're feeling or whatever energy you're putting out, it's like, it's interesting to watch any great surfer. You look at Kelly Slater, you look at John, John, you look at any, any really phenomenal surfer. It's funny how just these crazy waves come to them. Yeah. They just you're out there and it's like, how come he's sitting there with 30 other guys, but somehow that wave just comes right to him. Well, okay. Maybe he knows where it is, mm-hmm. but also too, it's like, maybe he just, maybe that thing just comes to him. Like, and I don't mean comes to him, but I mean something about the relationship between mm-hmm. his, what he's projecting his, his, yeah. his, his energy and, and, and that are just, there's a, there's a cohesion. There's something that's very, yeah. I love that you said conductive. Yeah. I've seen that. I yeah. think it's, it's, it's so real. clear. Yeah. It's yeah. real. And if you come out with aggression and anger and hatred, it, you'll get it. I mean, guys can use that as an energy and I've seen great yeah. surfers use, use that, but it's short lived and mm-hmm. it, and it, and it's, and you always, and they always pay you. You just pay with that kind of, yeah. with that, with the, with the, the negativity will, mm-hmm. will, it'll just get, get you. It just, uh, you have to learn how to release that. Yeah. The negativity or even the conquering mindset. Mm. I've seen people get, get spanked from, yeah. you know, this is my spot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I've seen people pay doing that, you know, um, a lot of that, a lot of payments mm-hmm. out there, <laughs> but good, good, hard lessons. <laughs> so both Carson and I have a really high tolerance for risk. And especially before we were, were partnered, we both would do like really stupid stuff and, you know, kind of cross our fingers, um, me and the mountains and him and, you know, water sports and, uh, skiing. How have you guys coped with that risk factor being parents and a husband and a wife? You know, the consequences are a lot higher when you realize that you're not just hurting yourself if something happens to you. Well, I mean, I, anything really risky I did before I had kids, uh, as far as like really risky, I mean, living is risky. Mm -hmm. Crossing the street is risky. Yeah. I mean, stuff happens. I think I can speak to the, you know, being with somebody who has a lot of more risk on a, Mm -hmm. you know, weekly, monthly, yearly basis than I do (laughs) is, uh, the level Laird talked about, you know, his approach and preparation. Laird is very, handles it as serious as anyone can. It's Mm -hmm. like the military. It's like anyone who does things that are dangerous. There's checklists and protocols and there's, you never cut corners. And so it gives me as a partner, a lot of confidence, Mm -hmm. uh, that, uh, at least you never know what's going to happen in life, but at least, um, this person is approaching it with great humility and, and, uh, a really professional uh, mindset using all their years of experience to say, okay, do we have this strap? Do I have that? Do we have this? Um, and so, you know, and Laird said it a lot. He wants to show his girls though, like this is part of who he is. Cause hopefully what we are encouraging our daughters to do is to go out into the world and fully and wholly express themselves to the best of their ability. Um, because that's part of what we're doing here. And, you know, to say, well, you know, I did that and uh, I stopped doing that because I had kids. I don't know. It, first of all, I don't know if it would make your kids feel, feel weird. 
Yeah. Like I probably. But I, I and I, I don't really. Do well, anything. I think it's an excuse to stop doing it. Yeah. I mean, if you, you want to stop doing stupid. it, just stop doing it. But you don't have right. to say, well, I used to do it, but yeah. I stopped doing it because right. of that. But you I don't mean, want to be stupid, like yeah. cavalier yeah. and, you know, irresponsible. That's not what we're talking well, about. Well, you start I asking mean, for it, though, too. If you're even... asking for it, if yeah. you're asking for it, you're going to find it. Yeah. Because I know them. But they're, we don't even gone. drink alcohol. They're, it's like people go, oh, I, I don't take yeah. chances. It's like, well, you have a cocktail every several every night and eat whatever. It's like that may not be an instantaneous but who knows in 10 years or five years. So it's like, what do people call risk? Mm -hmm. um, you know, some are just more obvious than others. Right? Yeah. And, and also I think to the philosophy about, you know, what do we say? Ride to ride another day. I yeah. mean, there, that ability to just be like, Oh, I, I don't feel it. I'm good. I don't need to go today and actually mm -hmm. be able to do that. Mm -hmm. That you need that kind of stuff. Yeah. You need to be able to go, hmm, you know what? It doesn't feel right. It's yeah. like you, you watch, like I said, you watch the climber movie and Alex, Times up the first day and goes, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, mm. some guys might have just kept going. Yeah, they're shooting. Part of the thing, it's my ego, and I'm going to go and I'm going to show you. And then, and then you show us how you die. <laughs> yeah. So Jeremy Jones had a great line. I interviewed him, and he said they were preparing for this, this feat, and they were going to shoot it and everything, you know. And he said that if I got to the day, I don't care how many cameras are there, and it was a ten foot space that I had to walk across. If when I said on the radio, it's a no-go, if the person on the other side didn't say, okay, I would never work with them again. Yeah. And you hear that story a lot by all the people who are really good at yeah. what they do. It's like literally, but it's just from here to there. Yep. It's a no-go. That you have to have so much confidence in yourself and your gut to, because our gut knows, but having that confidence when there's other people yeah. depending well, the pressure. on you. Yeah, yeah the, the pressure, pressure. is well, crazy. I, I learned it. I've jumped off stuff that I wouldn't have jumped like I jumped because mm. some guy said, yeah, you know, it looks really good when you do this. And then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know yeah. spit blood later. And then you're like, yeah. huh, next time I'll be like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So those are lessons learned, hopefully. Yeah. You know, and hopefully you get away with learning, it, just having it be a lesson and not having it be. Yeah, the last. The last lesson. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, we've been fortunate. I met Gabby on a show called The Extremist, and I've known, I know, my, my, first of all, my dad said, never do a sport where the, all the best people are dying. He goes, that's a bad sport, no matter yeah. what it is. I don't care if it's, if guys are burrowing in, if they're wingsuiting and, you know, one out of five guys goes into the mountain, that's a bad ratio. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like these aren't things you'd, yeah. these. Nothing these, your experience or skill will get you out of that. Exactly. Yeah. There's no skill you can learn to, to, so that, I think that there's some, but we were exposed to so many of these guys and you can just tell the guys that are going to, they're going there. Yeah. yeah. You just see the behavior, you know, right? This guy's, he's, he's, he's just, it's just not, it's not if it's when, yeah, and they all, and they all go, they yeah. all splat, yeah. they all, they all burrow in, you know, there's, yeah, I mean, and that's easy to do actually. I know, it's, I was just thinking. Living's the hard part. Mm -hmm. Like staying alive, that's the hard game. People don't realize, go, dying's easy. Anybody can die. Just step out on the highway in front of a truck and it takes about one second. I go, living? Okay, doing radical things and surviving, that's even more of living, right, in a way. But that living's the thing. Like, this mm -hmm. is a, you got a little bit of a run here. It's like, yeah. you know. And the people who seem to live through these extreme sports, whether it's, climbing, surfing, whitewater kayaking, these extreme sports. It's, you know, you can tell when someone's 
doing these sports because they're running away instead of running yeah. to, you know. And, yeah. Well, that's um, why your intentions are everything. Yeah. You know, your intentions dictate your behavior. Yeah. If you, if you, you know, somebody goes, hey, I want to do the thing. I, I always just, why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you really want to do that? Why? Like, yeah. is, you know, chicks think it's cool. Okay, well, you're, you're going to be dangerous. Oh, money. Oh, you're going to be dangerous. Yeah. I don't know why. I just have it in me and I love it. I just love it. I want to experience it. Well, that's a pretty good one. I'll take yeah. that one. Yeah. But so intentions are everything in, in, in the way people respond, especially when they get dangled over a ledge. It's that's when you really find out about the humans. Yeah. Sometimes that's the only way you find out. <laughs> yeah, right, for real. <laughs> you know, going back. That, that and uh, some children. <laughs> Again, is it a big ledge or a small ledge? Or, yeah, you know, or a small ledge? child. <laughs> um, is that your why, getting out every day just because you love it? Or does your why change with the different projects or the foiling projects or the paddleboarding projects? I mean, I, I think obviously when you're younger, your your why. I mean, you probably have multiple whys. I think mm -hmm. that when you're younger, uh, there's stuff to prove. You know, you're mm -hmm. coming up. You're the young. You're young. You're you got to. There's there's a proving thing. Um, I think that that when that proving thing subsides, or when you've proven to you know you've proven it or whatever that is, then you have to dig down really to see where the essence, like what's at the core of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I, I mean, for me that at the core of it is, is I really just love it. I just <laughs> love, I love, uh, being in the ocean. I love riding away. There's just nothing like, like the sensation of, of, of the whole experience of just being, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the maelstrom and the wind and the thing and the, just the whole, like the, the the whole thing is like nothing like that there's nothing there's no nothing no situation you know no environmental situation on earth that i've experienced that is so all-consuming i'm just like and it's 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 a it's yeah it's one of the you know it's like a if you're living i mean that's something that but I also have a theory that you're, you're good at it, and so you get to really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when people are really good at something, they also really get to fully enjoy it. Well, there's yeah. no doubt the harvest is big. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like I mean, fishermen that don't catch anything probably don't love fishing. Don't love it. If you catch fish yes. a lot, it's yes. like every time you go I out, you it. just hook up. I told and... you that day that we went out. It was so small for here. Like it was like three to four, but you know, Hawaii, it's like six to eight foot faces. And I was like, okay, I'll wait for the small smallest wave and the smallest set and there's layered like at the point like fin reverse spinning his <laughs> board like and i thought how are we in the same environment we're having such a very different experience you know? <laughs> and i thought to myself that must be a lot of fun yeah you know, it's like when you're good at something also i won't i won't deny that part. no i think that's it's true. great that's true yeah yeah that's true and also and then for and then i think the the continued uh you know it's like learning it's like what gabby's doing what we're both doing in life, we're just constantly learning. And when you do new things, especially in a venue that you have so much experience at and you can experience it in a new way, like in a new, whether it's, you know, like I said, we've gone through all these different uh, iterations of equipment that you can experience. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, okay, now we're on this one. Oh, now we're doing this one. Now we're towing in, then we're kiting, then we're, yeah. you know, it's like, you're just, you're doing all this stuff. And I think that uh, that really, that's inspiring. Cause yeah. then you're looking for like you, you're looking, there's a whole new, 
a new uh, passion, you know, within this existing thing that you have experienced. It's pretty. Yeah. When there is a swell, but you're just getting started with something new, do you choose the swell? Do you choose a good conditions or do you, are you addicted to that learning the new thing where you're well, able to? I, yeah, okay, I'll let you. No, no, I was gonna say, I asked Laird a question once that it, this might simplify versions of it. So how long have you only been foiling? Five years, six years, seven years? Let's say seven years. Yeah. Ish, yeah. Okay, only foiling. Wow. I mean, foiling for 20 something, 20, who knows, 25 years, but like when uh, Laird and Brett Lickle, uh, and it took me a long time to actually realize that this happened. They surfed very large waves on Maui and Laird saw the, the final limitation of a size of a wave with toe surfing, mm -hmm. where that the wave would be too big to actually be able to get down the face of it. Yeah. Okay. And so that's when he locked and loaded and said, okay, foiling, I'm going to really focus on foiling. And while he was working on foiling, you can imagine it's sometimes the equipment, like you can't, it's, you're not, it's not there yet. Whatever yeah. yet there is. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, okay, let's say there was this perfect swell at, uh, I don't know where. And, um, the only way you could ride it cause your foil equipment wasn't ready would be to tow it yeah. on a, mm -hmm. on a tow board. Mm -hmm. Would you ride it? No, no. <laughs> wow. Because he was dedicated or committed to, I'm going to get this right. And mm -hmm. the other th side of it is, I think also that would push then the evolution of the equipment mm -hmm. because you're so Definitely. you'd be pissed then, yeah. right Definitely. so i said well would you just tow it like just get your one of your badass tow boards out and just go tow it no that's crazy that's what i thought yeah but i was like oh wow okay yeah so if that i don't know what that answers but i remember that being a moment that i understood something yeah. interesting or different well that's different that's the pursuit of getting good at something yeah i'm know. doing this mm -hmm. and get trying to get this right and i'm not going to default well yeah. i did that i know i didn't do this i did that already. yeah i know i did that i did that a lot I've done i remember that a lot. thinking i might do a little of that but not you <laughs> that's why you're you well what do yeah. they say don't let your memories be bigger than your dreams that's right <laughs> speaking of dreams what what are yours now both of you if I told you, I'd have to kill you. No. <laughs> That's true. Don't tell me any, any locations or yeah. anything wild, big, small, you know. I mean, for me, my kids are, are bigger now. My yeah. youngest daughter's in 10th grade. And I think I'm ready to, oh, I know. I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm ready to have more energy to put more effort into work and uh, kind of that other part. Like I've feel like mm -hmm. I've been of service greatly to the family. Um, Here we go. And no. maybe, <laughs> you know, where Laird's, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's a little bit more of that for me personally. Yeah. And, um, and uh, to continue, obviously, to support Laird in his quest. And that might mean moving around a little bit yep. to do that. Yeah. I, mean I, I mean, I just have a continued evolution with the, I mean, our, I think our, our, I think our, mutual businesses, our, our fitness aspect of our life, our relationship, um, that, that's, that's continuing to evolve. I mean, for me, on, on, a, on a wave riding thing, I have, I mean, foiling is still at the, th at the forefront of my, mm -hmm. of my focus, uh, just because there's a whole giant frontier 
the yeah. of unridden, unknown situations with in foiling that that uh, that offer adventure and discovery and all those beautiful things that are you know are the essence of pursuit or like they're just that's yeah. the, that's what it's all about for me is just the you know hey where can we ride these things what can we ride how you know what what's that how, what does that look like and mm-hmm. and i've been doing that and it's and I, there's a lot more to go in that in that area we haven't gotten to the yeah to the zenith of uh of foiling we just all have to stay healthy enough that's right to yeah be to, to be able to do it, it. yeah oh, that's the biggest piece is just trying to <laughs> you know, keep healthy. the pieces attached yeah I always yeah, say my strong. superpower would be invincibility. Like no injuries ever could oh, yeah. do it all. Well, Body bounces back. Yeah, your joints would never hurt. I know, joints would never hurt out no, of bed. Then you wouldn't appreciate what I it's know. like when they feel That's good. That's true. And unfortunately, or, every injury is the great teacher. That's mm, how you add yeah. more training and different things and this mm, and that. You it's know. all through all that. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, it's part of the... So we're running out of time here, but yep. I have two questions left. Yep. Um, for every high achieving person you know i i feel personally that their brains just work a little bit differently you know they're not okay with just being a sheep um and that's because like there's just something you know i just say one screw is a little loose um and that's a good thing i think and what do you think makes each of you different what is your strength that sets you apart from the herd i think we're really different in this way Yes. Let's hear both. Thank God. You can go first because we only have a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I would say that I think that I probably definitely was born with something. Like <laughs> born with like a... Obsessiveness. Like yeah. a screw, like you said, a screw loose, but just a, like a like a mechanism, like a real like uh, kind of, you know, dare, thrill seeker, daredevil yeah. kind of mentality. Um, and then I think I, I had a... a with that, I had a, a perfect environment for that yeah. bad attitude. So <laughs> I had a really bad attitude, and I had the perfect environment for yeah. it. Or you know, or just as I said, the right the the right disposition, and then just a perfect nurturing um, environment for for that. Uh, perfect because I ultimately got to do some of the right things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the yeah. right, and the right parents. Yeah. Stuff. Well, yeah. my mom, an amazing mom, yeah. mm-hmm. and and definitely a a. a, a, a an imagination yeah imagination like a, a mother my mom really uh cultivated an incredible imagination mm-hmm. uh, from a young age and and gave us you know gave gave me the ability to believe yeah. like to believe like to really believe and that you can do anything be anything but there was a certain obligations like you had to be yeah uh, a good person yeah <laughs> mine's simpler it's i think i I think I, by nature, don't like to be told what to do. I think I actually really believe myself, what Mm -hmm. I think I'm seeing or feeling. And I've always trusted that, even when I shied away from pursuing it all the way. And and, uh, also realizing that if I had the opportunities, they were actually real gifts Mm -hmm. and that I didn't want to be a person who squandered the gifts. Yeah. So mine doesn't, I have a little rebellion, but it's different. Yeah, controlled rebellion. Or calculated. Yeah, and it's it's just inherent. Mm-hmm. Like I feel this, I see this, and it doesn't matter what anyone tells me. Mm-hmm. I'm just not as open about it, and um, and just being like understanding that not everybody gets the gifts, and yeah. so take care of them. Yeah. 
Um, before we wrap up, I have to ask, I always ask this question because it makes, you know, it makes you think. What is something that you're both proud of that, you know, your fans and your followers wouldn't know, both of you guys? And it might be the same thing and it might be different, you know, something that- Well, I'm proud of her. You are? Yeah, yeah that she's with me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, think it, I do that. think it is amazing. That it is amazing. Married. Don't you? It's amazing. Because yeah. it's not, I mean, honestly, just even, I, I wouldn't say, it's not that I'm proud of that. That's what we're trying no, to do. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm just proud of like, I'm doing the best I can. I it, Life is messy. I don't feel like, I feel like we're as pretty as close to what we're representing as who we really are as people. Yeah. And I'm, I'm proud of the good and the flaws. Like yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, I'm, and our discipline, just our, yeah. our, the way that, you know, I'm proud of our, our consistent yeah. diligence within, within our, within our, uh, like Gabby said, we're, we're, we reflect the truth that we preach yeah. as yeah. best we can yeah. being flawed humans, of course, because no, everybody's, you know. And every, we don't want to sell perfect. Yeah. I really yeah. hope that that's not the message. And yeah. I hope that doesn't come across because I, that's not Yeah, there's no such sell. thing. <laughs> Yeah, well, Far from I, that. I think it does. And I think especially after this conversation, thank you guys so much for coming on it. You know, Carson and I both look up to you both a lot. So this was really special. Thank you. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you guys. Thanks for having us. All right. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you. Gee. <laughs>